Good morning, my friend. I am so excited to be here with you today. Dr. Lee Warren here with you on Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. This is the original planned launch day for my book, Hope is the First Dose. It was supposed to come out today. And so a few weeks ago, we got an email from Penguin Random House, Waterbrook from an editor that said, hey, we need to move the book launch up to July 18th because UPS is getting ready to strike. And we're worried that Barnes and Noble and all the bookstores won't be able to get books if we wait. And so we moved the launch up. And that created, as we've mentioned before, a logistical nightmare of changing uh, interviews and rescheduling things. And I had surgery and clinic scheduled and it just it turned into a big just a logistical flummox. And so that created some uh, compromises we had to make and some interviews that got delayed and, and all kinds of things. But nevertheless, it turns out this week, the, the original launch week, there are some big media and PR things coming up for the book. So just be praying that those things will be helpful to folks around the country and around the world. And we have some uh, good uh, interviews to share with you soon, uh, some, some pretty big podcast and media opportunities you'll hear about soon. And that stuff is just all designed to help people out there that may never have heard of me or the book to find out about hope, okay? Because this book is all about giving you a solid plan for what to do when the lights go out in your life, right? And if you haven't read it yet, I encourage you, my friend, this is my prescription. If you come here to listen to me every day, I'm giving you in print form my best prescription for how to put your life back together when things get really hard, when the massive things happen. So it's going to help you. And I love to hear from you. I'm already getting emails and starting to see reviews pop up and people are saying, hey, this book is really, is really helping. And so I think it'll help you too. So check it out. Today's the birthday. Happy birthday, Hope. And uh, baby came a little early, as sometimes they do. But today's the original day. We had this day as kind of a special day. And now I'm going to be operating all day. And I'm excited about bringing my team and my surgery and the gift that God has given me to help take care of people's bodies. And we're going to do that today. And all the while, you're going to be out there, hopefully giving the word out, passing that prescription around to help other people find hope. Listen, Tata has been out of town. He's been on sabbatical for about a month. He's been in San Antonio and he's coming back this week. So this coming weekend, we're going to Lord willing, record a new, brand new, super new Tuesdays with Tata episode for you and get those back weekly on the rotation for you. I know you've missed Tata like we have. And today I'm going to bring you back the last episode of Tuesdays with Tata we had a a month or two ago uh, where we talked about Daniel making up his mind. And Tata had this episode planned for pre-launch for the book to kind of give you an idea of what it's like to change your mind and change your life. And that will help uh, kind of get your brain back, ready to go again for Tata coming back and getting after new episodes next week. And I want you to just remember this story in the Old Testament. Daniel's in the lion's den. He's praying diligently that God will save him and deliver him. And three weeks go by, and God hasn't answered his prayer. He's in imminent danger every moment of those three weeks. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord shows up, and he says, Hey, I heard you the first day you started praying. I've been doing battle on your behalf. I've been doing spiritual battle on your behalf, and now I'm finally able to come to you. But I was working on your behalf the whole time. And I just want you to know that's kind of how hope works, okay? Even when you can't see it, even when you can't feel it, God's out there doing something, working on your behalf, trying to find a way for you to find your feet again and show you the hope. We had this incredible, massive hailstorm the other night, and Lisa and I were watching it out the window, and and it just dawned on me. I may have told you this already, but it's such a profound thought. I want to share it with you again. It was dark. It was scary. The wind was swirling. Thunder and lightning were happening. Hail was coming out of the sky, and God just gave me this thought. You know, the only reason you can see 
those scary dark clouds, the only reason you can see them and know that that storm is there is because the sun is still behind them. The light is still out there, friend. God is working on your behalf. There's something happening on your behalf today. If you understood it, you wouldn't even believe it, as he told the prophet Habakkuk. He's doing something that's going to help you. It may not be the way you think. It may not answer the question you think you need to be asking. But if you could see what God sees about your situation, you could know and trust that he's answering your prayer in the way that actually is best for you in the long run. That's hard to accept when you first lose somebody. It's hard to accept when you're going through something really hard. But we serve a good, kind, and living God who is working on our behalf all the time. So at the end of this episode, after the rollout credits, after Tata gives us his great wisdom, I'm going to play a song from Matthew West called Hope Returns. Listen, he is never absent. As my friend Dale Margaret says, God's never late, but he's seldom early. He shows up right when it's time. It's like the angel showed up in the lion's den and said, hey, I've been working ever since you started praying. So my friend, the question is not, is God working? The question is, are you praying? You can't change your life until you change your mind. Tata's going to lay it out for us. You'll hear us talking about how the book is six weeks away and all that. Don't forget, it's a rollout. It's a throwback episode. So we were talking a few weeks ago. And I just want you to be encouraged. Help is on the way. Hope is on the way. He's been listening the whole time you've been praying. So if you think he's not, maybe you need to pray a little bit more. He's coming. You can't change your life until you change your mind. The good news is, my friend, you can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is... You can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like to show Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, friend, we're back. It's another beautiful Sunday afternoon here on the river. What what there is of it, there's hardly any water in the that, river in there. Talk that's about. correct, yeah. It's very dry. See but the sandbars. You can. The dogs walked all the way across and barely got above their knees. The dogs have knees? Is that what you call it in dogs? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Elbows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If there's a zoologist listening, let us know. What do you call dogs' knees or elbows? Um, so if we're talking on Sunday afternoon, obviously it must be Tuesdays with Tata. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. This is your show. Well, friend, uh, we are excited. So we're about six weeks from book launch. Um, we've got um, outstanding guests coming on the show. Uh, we're here in season eight now for 100 Doses of Hope. So Tata's going to direct us today towards some hope from the Word, as he always does. And uh, what you got for us, Tata? Well, uh, last, you recall that some time ago we, uh, we talked about Daniel and yes. that he prayed three times a day and he prayed for 21 days. 
And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, we heard you on the first day. That's right. But but what I, what I was thinking about, why not go back to the beginning and see what this man was like? It's a good idea. And, and in Daniel chapter 1, and I'll give you an opportunity to get there, and I'm not going to read all of it, but some of it I want to read because it is very important because you recall that uh, in this chapter of the book, that the writer Daniel talks about when Nebuchadnezzar came from Babylon, he captured Jerusalem and Judea. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he even took some of the items back from the from the temple back to his to, back to his God, yes. back to his temple. And then he also commanded his chief to to bring and then verse verse three to bring some of the people of Israel both of some of the people of Israel, both of the, the family and the nobility, youths without blemish of good appearance and, still, and, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, and learning, and competence to stand in the king's palace. Wow. To teach them the, the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. And he also assigned, uh, the king also assigned a portion of the, of the food that they ate at the king's table. A portion of his food and a portion of his wine. And he said, gave the, the chief steward three years to teach. Hmm. So, now, one thing that I've always wondered about, because the only reference we have is that they, to bring the youth. Right. So I'm guessing that Daniel and his friends were in, in their teens. That that's and I, I have no I have no uh, evidence to for that uh, for that some I'm just I'm just surmising that, but and, and, and he even the chief steward even changed their names, he changed Daniel's name. But we all remember Daniel and the lion's den. That's right. We always remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace, and we remember that Daniel. <laughs> was cast into the lion's den because he prayed. Mm-hmm. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into the fiery furnace because they refused to worship the idol. That's right. So they, they made a decision. But one of the things that, that, that stands out to me in, in, verse, uh, in verse 8, but Daniel resolved, and I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't search that out, Further, I looked in the NIV, and it, the same word appears, hmm. that Daniel resolved. But I did look that up in Webster's. He made a decision. Yeah. He made a choice. Yep. But he made, it was with determination. He determined that he would not eat or he would not defile him, his body with the king's food or drink the king's wine. He set his mind on it. He set his mind on it. That's right. But he made, it a, he, he made a choice. That's right. He decided, and, and Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief steward to, to allow him to defi- not to defile himself, and God gave Daniel favor and compassion yep. with, with the, in the sight of the chief steward. And he, and he, and, and think about this man. He, he had, this man was operating under <clears throat> the king's orders and, and included not only teaching them, teaching Daniel and his associates the literature and the culture of the Chaldeans and the language of the Chaldeans, but he was, 
he instructed him to give them food from his table. So he, he was assimilating them into the culture. That's correct. And not by their choice. And so if you have, if you stop and think, here they are four young men who have been captive, but now they have an opportunity. But they, Daniel made a decision. Now what did that say? Is Daniel the spokesperson for that group? Apparently. Mm-hmm. But he trusted God. And so, but, but we see that all, all four of them did. <clears throat> trusted God completely. And he, he, he made a deal with the, with the steward. Now, the steward was even concerned, even though he had, uh, the Lord blessed, blessed Daniel with favor and compassion with the steward. He, he still, that man had still concerns about his own head. Yeah. He was worried that the king would take his head if he, if he right. did not do exactly what, what the king said. That's right. But he agreed. So Daniel asked for three days of vegetables and water. And not to eat any of the food from the king's table. Yeah. But Daniel resolved that he would do that. Now, what did that look like? He made a choice. Yeah. If he was ordered to do it, would he do it? Probably not. If he resolved that he would not defile himself. Right. That's the one that may be, he took a stand. He did. He made a decision. He did. He made a choice. And 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 and, he, and Daniel told told the chief said examine us in three days while we are on this diet of vegetables and water and see if we appear any any, any different. Yeah. The steward was concerned that they might not look different. Right. But he they did might it anyway. Look worse. They might, yeah they could be worse. But at the end of three days he found that they were even better in better shape than the rest of the young men that were at the, at the ate at the king's table. That's right. The Lord blessed them. Yes, and led him. And why did God bless him? Why did, God find, why did he find favor with God? Because he resolved and he made a decision, and he made a choice not to defile himself. Right, he stayed true to his... His God and didn't let culture sway him. That's right. And That's remember right. that Daniel, Shadrach, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were captives. That's right. They were not guests. That's right. They were so it cap- would have been easy for them to just say, well, they're making me do this. Yes, that's right. They, they, they could have made another choice that they said, not. We're, not, we're going to do whatever they tell us to do. That's right. But he decided that he was going to please God. That's right. Daniel did, and the four, the four of them decided that. That's right. And so at the end of three years, and so in, in, back anyway to that diet, they, the, the, the steward agreed to even provide that diet for them, and they did not have to eat at the king's table. At the end of the three, three years, um, and, and, during, and as for the, the four use, Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego, God gave them learning and skill and literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. That's right. So he was blessed even more. That's right. So there's something, we were talking about this at, uh, at brunch after church today. We had, we had brunch or lunch. Um, I had a chicken fried steak. Some people, some people I know had, you did. I saw some, that. It was some, as big as your plate. Some people had omelets and breakfast, but I had lunch. Yeah. It's okay. I ran five miles today, so it's okay. Um, we were talking about the fact that it seems like every company and every media person and every celebrity is is 
looking just like the culture that even Chick-fil-A, you know, has ads now that are that are contrary to their stated Christian worldview. And so the question at lunch was Madison Genitone, who's a young uh, sophomore in high school. And she was like, how do you how can anybody stay pure in this culture when it seems like everybody is bending the knee, right? right. is, is becoming right. the same. That's right. And it, it, we talked about this, and we mentioned, um, just like with Daniel, who resolved that he would not absorb the culture and he would not defile himself and he would not disobey his God, God always has a group who are faithful to him. That's that a, that a, reference a in first. Yeah, in First Kings 19, he said, I have left for myself yeah. 7,000 in Israel whose knees have not bowed to Baal and their mouths have not kissed him. Like so, so all the time, there are people who are true to the Lord, which means you can do it too. That's right. It's a decision, just like you said. Daniel right. resolved that he was going to stay true that's right. to the Lord. Right. And that's what Madison was getting at. Like you, you have to be purposeful about it. And there's something interesting I read recently, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember where I read it. It might have been John Mark Comer's book, Live No Lies. And he was talking about how it seems like the church these days is trying to influence people by being kind of a less sinful version of the culture. We're trying to become like the culture, but also with Jesus. One foot in and one foot out. And what's happening, though, if you look at all the surveys, Dad, church attendance is at an all-time low. People who say they believe the Bible is really the Word of God is at an all-time low. And what we're doing as a church, we're looking more like culture, but we're having less impact for the kingdom. And the, the book I was referencing said, if you look at the first century and what happened, they, it said the whole world had heard about Jesus within a couple of generations. That's right. Why? Because they were different than the culture around them. That's right. And that made people say, my culture makes me feel hopeless, but those people have something I That's want. Right. And so the, the bottom line is the devil will make you think that you need to bend the knee. The devil will make you think that you need to do what Daniel refused to yeah. do, to be cool or to fit in or to even save your skin sometimes to yeah, get in the line. That's right, that's right. But the truth is, the more true you are to God, the more impact you'll have and the more he will bless you. That's right. Because at the end of the three years, when they took them, when, they, when, the, when the four men, young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, were taken in, and, and, and they stood before the king, and therefore, and in every matter of wisdom, and this is verse 26, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about what the king inquired of them. So he, he cross-examined them. Yeah. He questioned them. Yeah. Because they had spent three years in training. He found them, all four of them, ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in his kingdom. That's right. So you see, at the end of the day, now three years, if you think about three years, it's, not, it's, it's a long time, but then it isn't in terms of what's happening today. It may not be very long. Yeah. But they went through a training program of three years intensified to learn the language and learn the culture and learn the literature. That's right. So they were immersed. For three years they were immersed. But then God blessed them because when they stood before the king, he, the king himself, Nebuchadnezzar, found them ten times more knowledgeable 
than even the, his magicians and enchanters that were in, that, that were in his palace. They grew up there. Yeah, That's the right. best of the best. It's amazing. It, it is stunning to me. Because, and then, but they did not, they did not, they did not stop there. We know the rest of the story about Daniel being, praying and refusing not to pray. Yeah. And he was thrown into the lion's den and the Lord saved him. Yep. And Shadrach, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to, to worship the idol that the king had set up. That's right. That Nebuchadnezzar himself had set up. He yep. had built it, had it built. They, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace, and Nebuchadnezzar even looked in the fire, fire, fire furnace himself and saw four people walking around. That's right. There were they, they were not three; there was four. That's right. So, and when they took them out of the fire, uh, they were they, they didn't even have a scent of smoke on them, and they were not singed. <laughs> That's right. Is that, uh, that so? That in itself, to me, is a miracle. It is a miracle. Both of those events were miracles. And when you're in the fire, Jesus will be there with you. Amen. Because that's, that, right. that's who was there. That's right. And so all of this is, is to say this, that Daniel made a decision. He made a choice. He was an influencer. Yep. So he decided that he would not defile himself. And he stood firm in that. That's right. And he even made a deal with the king's representative. Let us not let us have festivals and water. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about the uh, what what we might say today in the street is the guts of that decision. Yeah. Well, it's like what Elijah did last week. We talked about. Oh, okay. We're going to set up an altar. And I'm going to douse mine with water. Yeah, I'm going to show you yeah, what my God will do. That's right. Like Daniel's saying, okay, you can, your guys can eat all this stuff, and your guys can learn all these things. Give us a few days, and we'll show you what our God can do. Amen. That's what happened. That, exactly. And so, friend, I guess listening, the, the, the bottom line for us is what are we going to resolve? Are we going to try to look like the culture because it's safer because it sounds more fun that Jesus has given us grace and, and we're going to be saved anyway. So yeah. we're just going to look like the culture. Yeah. We're not going to be risky. We're not going to stick our necks out. Or are we going to resolve to be different, to be the people that, that other people look to and say, I want some of that. That's right. Because the, the truth is, when things get hard, when, when there is a fire, when the massive thing comes, and all of us have or will have them, you, you've had them, yeah. I've had them. We've had some of them together. Yes. And when the massive thing comes, you're going to need to make some resolutions, aren't you, Dad? That's right. You're I'm going to need- go in this fire, and I got to get. I got to get after it. And I'm either going to take God. I'm going to go with God, or I'm going to do it on my own. That's right. And so that's the question for today, isn't it? That's correct. So you have to make a choice. That's right. And there's a story we heard recently. I don't, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but in terms of making a choice, there's a, there's a temptation to not make a choice. And there's a, a story we heard about a guy who was sitting on a fence. Mm-hmm. We talked about this the other day. It raises the hair on my arm when I talk about it. The guy is sitting on a fence, and on one side of the fence is heaven and God's people and all the, and all the good stuff. And on the other side of the fence is hell and the devil and the demons and all the bad stuff. And, and he just is sitting on the fence and, and he hasn't decided what he's going to do. Mm. 
And pretty soon, God gets up and, and whistles, and everybody goes with him, and they all leave. And the devil gets up and, and says, y'all come with me. And everybody leaves, and, and the guy's sitting there alone on the fence by himself. And he still hasn't made a decision. He didn't go towards hell with the devil. He didn't go towards God with the, to heaven. And then all of a sudden, the devil comes back. And he says, oh, I forgot to, to take you with me. And the guy said, well, I didn't choose to go with you. And he said, I know, but the fence belongs to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fence belongs to me. Yeah. Listen, friend, you don't get to not make a choice. That's right. Because the negative choice, the absence of choice, the, the neglect of making a choice is a choice. That's right. You're That's either right. with God or you're That's not right. with him. That's right. I mean, the, the question that I've heard people pose many times in you as well, but why would a good God send people to hell? He doesn't. Mm-hmm. People make a decision to That's go right. there. He doesn't make you go to heaven. That's right. But he doesn't send you to hell. No. You get to choose that. That's right. And you don't have to. It's so easy to make the right choice. But the question is, will we stand up against culture? Will we stand up when it's hard? Because it is going to get hard. That's right. It's going to get hard. If if I could paint you a picture of what these four young people, these four youths were, were looking at, it had to be terrifying for them. Four young people who had been taken away from their homes. That's right. Had, had to been taken away from everything that they knew. But yet Daniel resolved. He made a decision, a willful, determined decision. That's right. That he would not defile himself. That's right. And he did not. And God blessed him. That's right. And we want that. We want to be the people who will make a choice, who will set our intention and follow through, as our Peloton instructor says. So the real question then, I guess, is if we're going to make a resolution like that, Tata, when should we start? Start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarnmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.
Like a new sun breaking 